The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. And welcome back to another great episode of the Three Man Rush. I'm the Big O J Ostrowski. She is Sarah Larson, and we'll get into a bunch of football here in a moment. We got college football, some pro football. We'll tell you about what we're going to do as we move towards the off season. Some really cool stuff here. I think some unprecedented stuff here that will take place on the Three Man Rush uh, vidcast show right here. Brought to you by Buffalo Roamings. Also brought to you by um, the best pizza in buffalo that's right and uh this three-man rush episode on the buffalo rumblings vidcast network is presented by picasso's pizza treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day picasso's we are buffalo's pizza uh shipping local and nationwide order online at picasso's pizza.net we're back for another episode regular seasons winding down college football's over with we got wild card weekend this weekend, Sarah. I will say this. It's nice to see you like not in 18 layers of clothes because you're in a blizzard. I yeah. think this is the first time in about a month and a half. You actually look like you might be enjoying the weather. Um, a little bit, yeah. It's been uh it's been like 80 to 81 uh last couple of days. No, not a cloud in the sky. It's it's been pretty nice. Uh it gets a little hot though, because I got so used to the cold that, uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm constantly having a fan on me. So I actually just turned it off a second ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been nice. It's it's going to be short lived because back to Buffalo on Saturday. So uh, and it's supposed to be pretty it's, it's supposed to be nice, though. Thirty one ish at game time. So uh, I'm looking forward to having a nice a nice uh, semi warm game, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, um, I have 
I have acquired something that I'm awful proud of. And, um, you know, as, as a, as a bills, you know, as a, a supporter of the Buffalo bills, um, I had, um, the opportunity finally, after all these years, I don't know if you noticed or not starter jackets are back in. Yes. Okay. (laughs) And, um, I, I don't know. I haven't, I have not, I have not shown the world yet. I'm thinking about putting it out on Twitter later on, but I have acquired a Bill's starter coat, satin style, the whole thing. So I've gone way back to my childhood. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. And also I've got a, I've got a Josh Allen Jersey coming to the house. So, you know, I'm getting ready for the playoffs. I don't know about you. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I have a starter jacket. Um, from 1992 that I still have. Nice. Um, I, I don't wear it uh, because I'm so afraid that I'm going to do something to it. Um, but then I also bought a newer one. Um, I shouldn't say I bought it. Someone bought it for me a, a couple years ago. But it's right. one of the ones that go over your head. Oh, you got the hood, um, yeah. And it's so hard to wear <laughs> when you have layers on. So I've only right. wore it a couple times. I usually wear it um, when it's not too cold yet. Um, but uh, I definitely love the starter jackets, so I want this a full is, zip one next. So well, this is old school buttons, bills on the back, satin blue logo on the left oh, chest. Love um, it, love it. I am, yeah. I am really bad with with jackets. People think that it's funny because I live in Florida. It's not like I'm ever wearing them, right. but I probably have about twelve or thirteen <laughs> jackets. And I actually just bought the one that's behind me, the sparkly one for New Year's Eve. I did see so, that. Yeah, my uh, my son actually was like, you know, I didn't buy you anything for Christmas. I'll go halves with you. I was like, oh, nice. that's very sweet. So I, I went and, and I got it. It was the last one. <laughs> last one in the store. I was very excited to, to get it. But sweet. I am definitely bad when it comes to jackets. I love them, especially Bill's jackets. Definitely. But- I, I don't know. Do you want to? Obviously, we got to get into this and we can talk Bills <laughs> and we're going to talk Bills, but yeah. obviously, we got to get into this because our focus every week, folks, is college football. We like to talk about college football, and I'm excited as we get to the end of the uh, of the show to let everybody in a little bit on what they're getting ready to experience here on Three Man Rush. But um, sixty-five seven, uh, <laughs> it was quite literally the worst game ever, not only in national championship history. But according to ESPN, the info and stats, it was literally the worst game ever in bowl history, going back to the BCS. Um, like it was absolutely just terrible. You know, Max Duggan and Quentin Johnson, they just never got going. George's defense was just too much for them. It was terrible. Um, there, it, it, I could, I have like literally no words, but. There was a part of me, and then a couple of people texted me. You said it all year. You felt like the the top three, which at the time was Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU, were not tested. And in UCS uh, or USC, excuse me, um, were all not tested with actual like stiff competition within their divisions and within their conferences. They were tested, but you know, throughout the the whole college football hemisphere they weren't they just they didn't play quality um teams now we had a couple you know i will give ohio state they played penn state and they played michigan but they lost to michigan um so you know there was a couple of games here and there yes but 
um, when you when you looked at Georgia, they they faced an SEC conference that is just better than most of the other conferences. So I am, you know, we talked about this in the past. I'm very excited for the expanded uh, playoffs that are going to come two years, the 24-25 season. Um, so it'll be in January of 2025 where the national championship will have come down to the 12 right. teams. Uh, a lot of people have been asking questions about how that's going to work. Um, the top six conference or t- top six conference winners will get the first six spots, and then the top six other teams, wherever they fall uh, or whatever conference they fall in, they will get um, also selected. So that will round up the 12, and then the four um, highest ranked conference winners will also get a bye week. They'll earn a bye week. So for those of you that haven't seen how that's happening now, we do have to wait one more year for it, unfortunately, but, um, I'm definitely looking forward to that change. Um, one of the other things I know I've mentioned before is, you know, some of these bowl games that are kind of getting a little out of control, you know, do we need so many, um, games, uh, and you know, one of the things that they've been talking about is whether or not they should require eight, uh, eight wins, to to be able to qualify for a bowl right now it's at six um which most teams play 12 so it's basically saying if you know if you won half your games you're bowl eligible so i'm definitely a proponent of having it moved to eight i don't know what your feelings are. i know you you well, honestly sir if we don't if you move to eight miami won't be playing in any bowl games ever so oh. you might want to make sure we don't get to eight <laughs> um but what i will say what i will say is this um i want to go back a little bit <laughs> So when we started talking about this game, I, I thought as, as a player and a person that's played in some big football games, I thought that TCU came out really, really tight. And it wasn't just the players. I thought the sideline was tight. I thought the team was tight. And, you know, is that a – this? people forget, this is a team that won, I think, two games or three games a year before, and now they're in a national championship game. Uh, these coaches have done a tremendous job of rebuilding that roster and rebuilding the team, but they just didn't have the experience that Georgia had. You know, Georgia, if you look at the week before, for all intents and purposes, they got beat by Ohio State. I thought we talked about this. Mm-hmm. Marvin Marvin Harrison III goes out and changes complexity of the game. Yep, if he wasn't injured. But, but that's also where some of these teams like Georgia are able to absorb things like that. You know, they probably have – a, a second or third wide receiver just as good that they can bring off the bench. I think what we've seen in college football playoff scenario is this here. I think that – I think every, unlike the NFL, in college football, it seems ever since they've gone to this, there is one team that is superior over everybody else. And it's just a, it's just a team that is dominant and a team that just – it's almost like you know from jump from the first day that this is a team that's probably going to win the national championship. And, you know, with the with the system we have in place, you know, you can't have any hiccups. And it, and it does make the regular season really important, which is, I think, something that needs to stay in place. That regular season does need to be important. The thing I like about the 12 games, or 12 teams, rather, is, or the eight teams, we're going to 12 or are we going to eight? I can't remember. We're going to 12. We're yeah, going to 12, it's going to be which the I think first, is good. Yeah. yeah, first four um, will have a yeah. bye, and then the other eight will play. Which I think is great because it – takes teams like Alabama that had some hiccups early in the year. It allows them to be in the playoff. Okay. It takes some teams that maybe are really good and can go ahead and compete against some of these top echelon teams and brings them back into play because 
you know, you're adding more teams to the playoff. Right. I, I don't I don't think TCU was a trash team. I think TCU was a very, very good team. I think Ohio State was a very, very good team. I think Michigan was a very, very good team. I think Georgia was light years ahead of everybody. Right. That, that's um, the argument. Yep. Is, right. And that's once you start playing more games, though, um, in order to get in there, you're going to you're going to weed that out because um, hopefully at least, you know, at least in my eyes, you're going to um, you're going to take away that possibility of, of a game like this, um, of what right. just happened. So um, I also like the fact that, you know, you have the the lower conferences that don't really get, you know, seen that they're going to get a chance to, you know, if they're, if they're 13 and 0 and, you know, they're right. ranked at all, they're going to get a chance to, to make it into the the playoffs. So we're taking away from that argument that the UCFs um, were a couple years ago, uh, everyone, mm-hmm. you know, crowned them, uh, you know, national no, champions. No, 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 with no, no, an no, no. Not, not everyone, not well, everyone. Yeah. You but have UCF and their fans crowned them national champions. Yeah. So little things like that, I'm looking forward to be able to see so that we kind of take away that narrative. Um, but I mean, you're right. It's all these teams are, were very good teams. It's just, there was one that was just like, are we we ever going to see, are we ever going to see, and and we had one a few years ago, we had when Tua came in, I believe in the second half and and beats Georgia, even that was a little bit, I don't want to say suspect. It was, you know, they traded blows and they, I think they split that Mm. year, but are we ever going to see an LSU, a Joe Burrow LSU team versus that juggernaut? Alabama team in 11 and 12, or even last year's Georgia team, or this year's, you know, are we going to see that? And with the SEC smashing each other during the regular season, and then sometimes they don't play one another, but I just believe that this, this expansion to 12 brings more teams in. Now to go back to your suggestion of moving to eight wins to get into a bowl game. First of all, if you do that, you're going to have to call a bunch of games. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I don't, I don't, to me, it's like it's like getting rid of football teams, um, you know, dropping programs and things like that. The more football, the better. And and I do believe that for some of these schools that don't have the ability to possibly get into the playoff or if they don't get into the playoff for a few years and they cycle through and then they have a magical year and they get in, you know, these bowl games are opportunities for them. So if if six wins, they have trouble finding teams with six wins now. If you went ahead and went to eight, we'd have like six bowl games, not counting the playoffs. No, um, I think we would have a little bit more, but I get your point. I know you're yeah. not a proponent of taking away games. I just feel like the you know some of the some of the bowl games are starting to be a little pointless. Um, and then you have you know, I to me, I don't understand you know why we're doing it for the viewership. If the viewership is low, you hardly have you know. 500 people in the stands sometimes. But with that's not games. what, but that's not why it. they have bowl games. They I have get them for it. TV, you know, and I, I get that. I mean, it's content, as we know, content creation is king or queen, yeah. depending on how you want to look at it. <laughs> and, and, you know, and that's why ESPN pays a, a conference like the American Athletic Conference. They pay their teams like $7 million a year when a yep. lot of their games or most of their contests are on ESPN plus. It builds that platform. So I don't know. I just I just hate taking opportunities away from kids. I know I loved – I went to two bowl games in four years in college. It was a wonderful experience. My son's going to one in two years, um, and I know that they had a blast, um, yeah. even though it was the Myrtle Beach Bowl and it was so – the, they played – yeah, they played at Coastal Carolina Stadium. It was still a, a wonderful time. 
So the question I have for you is if you don't, if you don't add to the eligibility requirements and we keep the amount of games with the yes. amount of people who are declaring and the amount of people who um, are sitting out bowl games, do you think it makes the bowl games, you know, worth even less at this point? Like what's the point if you're not going to actually have, you know, real competition. And I know, I know you've stated where well, you're giving the younger kids the opportunity and the, the yep. practices and, and everything. So for you, it's all about, getting them, you know, still out on the field, giving them the experience and the opportunity. Well, it's not even that. It's, it's actually giving them a reward for working their rear ends off. Because okay. if you know the workload of a college athlete, whether it's a football player all the way down to a track athlete, I'm not saying it's just football. College right. athletes in general are – to be able to play a Division One sport at that level and also be good in school or go to class, you know, it's, it's extremely tough. And, you know, time requirements and the amount of, of energy it takes. I like to, the kids to have reward. I mean, it's it's something that's nice for them to, to, to go blow off some steam, have a good time. A lot of them are going to hang out with their buddies for the last time because guys are graduating. Um, you know, as much as 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 much as we try to, to, to hammer college athletes, if you have a situation where you reward them for something, I'm all about it. I'm sorry, what did you say, Jerry? Oh, I'm sorry. I just said, you know, as much as we like to, to you know, hammer college athletes about all different things, when we have a situation where we're rewarding them for all their hard work that they put in for the year, I'm all about that. I don't, I don't yeah. have a problem. I agree. Okay. Well, with that being said, football, college football is over with for – the season um we're going to be moving to the the off season and we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that later but uh it's a very fun weekend coming up we got wild card yes. weekend so uh we're going to take a look at all the games which is which is usually the college football playoff weekend of the playoffs in the NFL you got a bunch of mismatches and games that a lot of times aren't very good yeah, you know, um, what's what's been interesting the last two years, though, um, is, you know, that four and five matchup. A lot of times the the fifth seed is um, actually, you know, a better team or right. better record than the fourth seed. So um, I think we're, we're going to experience it, that a little bit uh, this week as well. So um, the first game we're going to be talking about is the Seahawks at the 49ers. Uh, the point spread is nine and a half in favor of San Francisco and the over under is 42 and a half. So this game is the first game on Saturday at four 30. How are you feeling? I, I actually, I actually like the 49ers. And by the way, if you are listening um, and I will remember to say at this time, hit the subscribe button, smash the <laughs> like button, do whatever, hammer it, spike it, throw it. But uh, hit the uh, the like and subscribe button, and also we have, I have a the reminder section. here, Jerry. I have yeah. a reminder, <laughs> <laughs> and we have the comment section over here. If you want to have some comments for the show, if you have a question, you can go ahead and chime in on the comment section. We'll answer it. But um, I actually the the 49ers are kind of my my out of nowhere. I, I should say out of nowhere, but you would think with Brock Purdy as their quarterback, I, I wouldn't be saying this, but I, I really like the Niners to get to the Super Bowl out of the NFC. Um, I think they're tremendously uh, a tremendously balanced team. I think they do everything well to protect a young quarterback like Purdy. You know, and well, I will say this, Sarah, and I think this is interesting. We're falling into this a little bit. 
when you when when you start looking at these kids come out of college, we want to constantly say, "Well, they're a rookie. They're a rookie." I think I think Brock Purdy played like 18 years at Iowa State before he got to the league. <laughs> well, he did you know play I mean? a full he did play a full four years. So, um, but he I don't played know more. 18, I think he played but... like he got he got COVID years. He got oh well, yeah, years. yeah. You know, so it's like I, I think he's a little bit more experienced than than most. But I like the Niners in this game. Um, I think everyone's I like putting him. him, you know, putting that title, the Mr. Irrelevant, yeah, last pick yeah. of the, you know, of the um, draft. A lot of people put that on him. You know, if he was undrafted, I don't think it would be as big of a, a you know, right. a, a point. Um, but, you know, it's it's fun. It's it's a narrative that we all like to, you know, to jump on. But um, I honestly think that with all the weapons he has around him and that defense, He'll, he's going to do just fine. He's going to continue. I have been rooting for Seattle. You know, I'm very happy for Gino to be able to be in the, you know, the playoffs uh, to begin with. You know, he took a team that most people thought, excuse me, most most people thought were going to finish last um, and, you know, got him into the, the playoffs. So uh, I do also agree. 49ers swept Seattle this year. I, I think it'll continue. Um so I, I have 49ers with the, uh, with the points, too. So that's, you know, 49ers negative uh, nine and a half. Is you know, if, and, and, and Daryl talks about in the comments, he talks about the defense is tremendous. And, and we agree on that. And we all agree on that. But I just I just really believe that that Shanahan has built a football team and that and, and John Lynch has built a football team that is built to win games in January and February. Yeah. And um, if Nick Bosa can stay healthy, he was a little bit banged up last week. If Bosa can stay healthy and that defense stays healthy, I mean, um, they're just, they're just dangerous. Yeah. And so, I think with the addition of McCaffrey, it even, you know, gives them another, you know, another Avenue. So they're just, they're a dangerous team and I definitely wouldn't want to face them. Um, at the beginning of the season, I did have Philadelphia, as my as my Super Bowl favorites before the really the started, I did. Um, really, and I did. Yeah, wow. you can go back. I did, um, okay. but I actually, wow. um, I actually feel like Hertz might be a little too hurt, and uh, I don't know if he's going to be a hundred percent in the. Playoffs. Did you watch the game? Did you see the game this past weekend? Uh-huh. I thought he threw the ball well, but it was obvious he was not taking the chances yeah. running the football the way he does now. Playoff time is a little bit different. What's nice for them is they, they you know, the if there's a team that needs a bye week, it is them. But yeah. uh, I, I just, you know, it's really still hard for me to think about him playing that well, watching him in college and even at, at Oklahoma, you know, he had numbers, but still he was just not a great passer. And, you know, maybe I, I know everybody talks about McDermott, being the, the coach of the year, and I think he probably should be, but maybe Nick Sirianni, just the fact that he got Jalen Hurts to play the way he's playing needs to be well, the Well, at least Nick is in the discussions because I haven't seen McDermott in a lot of the discussions. So yeah, I haven't uh, I've, been, I've been a little disappointed <clears throat> in, in seeing that. But um, So I think we both have San Francisco. Uh, I got San Fran covering the points, yeah. Covering too, yep. All right. So next uh, is... The Giants at Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota is the three-point favorites in the over-under is 48. This is Sunday 4.30 game. Um, I personally think this will be the one upset of the the weekend. I honestly think the Giants are going to pull it out. 
I really like what Daniel Jones has, how he's been playing. And I think, you know, Saquon um, has been doing his, his thing. And I kind of feel like they're going to exploit, you know, Minnesota's defense, which we've seen. The problem is, is once, you know, you get ahead, you got to, you got to keep it. You got to keep that lead. Minnesota did beat the Giants. uh, I believe it was Christmas Day or the the day before Christmas, one of those. Um, And it was like that last second uh, field goal. I think it was like a 60 yard field goal, ridiculous um, field goal. So, uh, we know that they're going to be competitive against each other, and we know the Giants can do it. But um, what I what stood uh, stood out to me of, of that game was how the Giants' offense was. They were just right. lighting it up the whole time. So I think it's going to be much the same, you know, um, this time. But I think the Giants, you know, prevail, and I have them uh, thirty to twenty-seven. So that was my prediction with them. Lighting it up with a receiver that none of you wanted. Don't say that. Don't say that. I am not on the same hype train of Hodgins as say like Joe Miller, but I did like Hodgins and I was always trying to get him into, uh, you know, into the game. So I'm happy. I'm happy that he's doing well. The great debate in Buffalo. Do they have a number two receiver? I don't know um, if he would have been considered number two either. I, you know, I know that he's doing well, but he's doing well on a, on a team that pretty much needed receivers. So you know, I don't know if he would have ever been considered our number two um, as well. So, you know, but again, I f- wish that we gave him more opportunities than uh, than we did. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's funny as we're, we're starting to think alike and that's kind of scary. <laughs> um, I actually like the Giants in this game as well. You know, when you start looking at playoff games at home and you're only you're only getting three points, um, nobody's really comfortable with 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 the home team. Um, I think Dybul's done a wonderful job. Uh, he's got the quarterback playing well. Uh, Saquon runs the football very well. I think, you, you again, we talked about defense earlier. January and February, you win games running that ball also. Um, they've played them before. They've played them tough. Um, I just think that the Giants are, are, are playing really, really good right now. I like them. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure I would take – Right, they're rested. And I'm not sure I would take the over, but um, – I definitely would. Uh, will take the Giants, and I'll take them covering the minus three. I think uh, again. I don't know. And, and really, to be honest with you, is it the upset of the weekend? I'm not sure. Um, well, based on based on based the, on the, seeds, yes. Yeah. Based on seeds, well, based on right. seeds and based on you know the uh, the um, the the point spread. You know, they have right. Minnesota negative three. So right. you know, technically, I guess it would be considered the upset. But um, I do see a lot of people, you know, pointing towards the Giants in this game, and I'm I'm all for it at this point. And that game's three thirty on Sunday. Well, four thirty technically because you're an hour behind. Three <laughs> thirty for me. <laughs> all right, and then the final NFC game is the Cowboys against the Bucks. Um, I, you know, right now it's, it's Cowboys, uh, as the two and a half point favorites over under is 45 and a half. Um, it's the Monday night game. It's at the Bucks, even though the Bucks, uh, had a losing record. Um, at this point, or actually I think they were 50. I think they, they finished. Yeah, no, I, they were eight and nine. I think, I don't know. Anyways, um, the Cowboys, they were eight and nine. yeah, I thought so. Um, the Cowboys have to, as the fifth seed, they have to go into Tampa. Uh, they played absolutely horrendously 
last weekend against the Commanders. I I don't know if anyone's actually like watched that game. Dak Prescott looked terrible. So when I, I turned on the game, I had thought, oh, Dallas is losing big. They must have rested their starters, knowing that you know the Giants were resting theirs, and you know, or maybe they at least took out their starters. I t- I turned it on in the third quarter. And Dak is still playing, Elliot's still playing, and they just looked <laughs> terrible. I'm like, I think at one point, and I don't know what he finished with. I really don't, and I never went back and looked. I think he had like, I, Dak had like 33% completion rate. Like, it was just the worst thing I had ever seen against a team that really wasn't playing for anything against the commander. So, my question is was it them just, you know, shaking the the cobwebs and being like let's get this terrible game out of the way or is it something to be concerned about um you know we all know brady in the playoffs um you know it's something to be worried about but i am going to hopefully be right about this and i'm gonna say i'm still sticking with the cowboys i have him winning by three 27 24 but with that being said if they play even just this much, this a minuscule amount like they did last weekend, there is absolutely no way. And and Brady will end up destroying them. No, I think you're right. If Dak protects the football, if the Cowboys protect the football, it's their football game to win. Um, I do like the Cowboys. I like them covering. Um, but you know, it's it's funny. You look at you look at some of these numbers. I, I think the Cowboys have they've got tremendous talent on defense. They're not necessarily playing great defense. Um, but they are giving up uh, the fifth lowest points in the league. And um, they're also the eighth ranked passing defense in the league. Whereas the Bucks come in as the second passing offense in the league. So there's your big matchup. Um, are they going to be able to keep Micah Parsons off of Tom Brady? Cause you, Tom doesn't, you know, Tom's not dynamic and we all know Tom's deal. Tom's got to be on his mark, his spot. If they move him they'll have success. Can they block Micah Parsons? Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure they blocked anybody very well this year in Tampa Bay, <laughs> as far as that goes, they just have a tremendous amount of injuries on their offensive line, but you know, you got, there's your two forces. You got, you got the Cowboys pass defense versus that passing offense at Tampa Bay. Um, is this the last football game for Tom Brady? I think that's going to probably be the story. Um, Come uh, Monday night when the oh, Monday night the crew is one over. until he decides to unretire. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, he had all intents and purposes of staying home until his lovely bride decided she didn't want him around anymore. So I don't know um, if that's necessarily the narrative, you know, but <laughs> they, um, you know, they went ahead and you know. Whatever. I think it might be his last game as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. I'm yeah, not necessarily he, who's going to pay the money for, for Tom. Like, where's he going to go? I mean, there is, there are a lot of talks that he would go back to new England for a season. There is a lot of talks that he might go to, to the Miami for a season. Um, you know, I don't want him in the East at all. So, uh, I hope he either retires or stays with the bucks. Um, and then some people are saying the Raiders. So we'll see, uh, We'll see what that, you know, what that ends up being. But uh, I don't know. I think the NFC needs some some quarterbacks. So I, I he can stay in the NFC for, our, for, you know, for my liking. The Raiders. If the Raiders <laughs> take Tom Brady, they need to, as as Von Miller would say, burn it all. 
Well, I think it's it's more it's more for you know a year rental. Um, I don't think it's you know I don't think it's for you know anything long term or anything like that. I but I don't think car is going to be back. But sir, if you're trying to build a, a franchise, okay, if you're really trying to build a franchise, are you bringing in rental quarterbacks? I mean, I, I don't. I know. mean, Maybe. Denver did it with Manning a couple years, you know, a few. Well, years that was different. That was different. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> That was different. <laughs> okay. It was a little bit. I think he he this was Peyton was the move like Tom made the Tampa Bay. You know what I mean? And they got the Super Bowl win. And now we're doing like we're on Joe Joe Namath, Kenny Stabler type uh level, you know. These guys you know, I they're going to wheel him in on a cart. Like you said, though, I, and I am not – you're making me sick that I'm defending Brady right now. But you just that's said why, they are the second – you are they are the second passing offense in – ranked passing offense Oh, that's because of Evans, not because of Brady. Okay. That's because <laughs> it's of not the one that's throwing because, the ball, it's the one catching it. That's because it. they have a number two receiver. That's why he's <laughs> leaving the second. Yeah, between Evans and Godwin. But, <laughs> I mean, with that being said, you know – I, I hope he stays in, you know, as a buck if if he is right. going to stay in the, right. the NFL. The one thing I don't want to hear is, you know, all of Fem- February being, you know, about Rogers retiring and all of March about being Brady retiring. And then in April, one of them decides to unretire. So right. I don't want to deal. I don't want that dance this year at all. all um, right. But moving all on right. to the AFC, we have uh, the Ravens and the Bengals. I, w- I wish this game was going to be more exciting, but, uh, you know, at this point in time, Lamar, uh, I think, missed his 17th um, practice in a row at this point. So there's probably no chance that, that he's going to play. Now it's a late game. They might say, you know, he gets in there tomorrow. I doubt it. I haven't seen him officially ruled out. Um, but, you know, from my understanding, Huntley is going to be the one that is, uh, you know, starting the game. So, you know, Ravens defense is great. I think that, you know, they could hold the Bengals to a certain extent if, you know, they go in there, play off football. I just don't think that the offense is going to be able to click at the same level. Uh, and, you know, it's it might go back and forth for a little bit, but then you know, I think the, the Bengals are just going to run away with it, especially at home. Um, they are eight and a half point favorites, and I do have them covering. I have it 30 to 20 um, for the Bengals. I'm starting to get irritated by the Bengals a little bit. Um, you know, they seem to be the um, they 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 seem to like themselves quite a bit. Now, yeah. now, granted, granted, they got a lot of young they got a lot of young talent, a lot of young uh, brash players on that team. Um, but if you were Lamar Jackson, would you play? I mean, to be honest, and, and you know, risk more injury? No. Um, not after, I mean, not after, not after they gave the middle linebacker all the money, right? And right. they're going to plan on. And I, I said the second that they signed him, you know, to right. a contract extension, I was like, "What does that mean for for Lamar?" Now, well, a lot of people think that they still have the the you know money to be able to move things around and and to get him that contract, but you know, they've offered him substantial amount of money they're just not offering him the guaranteed contract that he supposedly is asking for right that is true um that is true and and i don't know if lamar needs to figure out if he needs to get some different i i believe his mother is still his agent which yeah, I he kind of represents himself and then yeah. she comes in i kind of wonder about that um you know there are times for that and there's times not and um 
I've seen some players getting quite a bit of, of, you know, get into some bad contracts because they've decided to represent themselves. I love Lamar Jackson. If I was starting a franchise, he'd be one of my top picks to be my quarterback. I like what he brings to, to the field. I like the way he plays. He's the, he's the absolute perfect complement to what Baltimore's always been about. And they've always been about great defense up the middle. And granted, they believe with Rokon Smith, they found their their next Ray Lewis, and that's yeah. why they've paid him. And, and by the way, he represented himself yeah. as well. So, well, I mean, there's something and, going yeah. on there in Baltimore. <laughs> I guess, I guess, you know. But when I when I look at this, I I see that. I mean, I get it, you know. And sometimes franchises fall into that that trap of constantly trying to chase the past, um, you know. And I love. Baltimore's one of the teams I've always liked, um, you know, and I, I just wish Lamar Jackson the best, and I hope that they re-sign him. I think it'd be silly if they don't, but the way it is now, it's set up that he's going to be franchise tag. Um, he's going to have to – he's going to have to get it in his mind that he's going to go without a contract again because after this weekend or after the last couple of weeks and them re-signing uh, Smith, he's he's bound to be a franchise tag player. And after how, – <clears throat> how many games has he missed in a row? Six? I believe. Yeah. I mean, that's the part of, you know, the, the guaranteed money and everything else that well, everybody should be guaranteed. It shouldn't yeah. be just Lamar Jackson or an elite quarterback. Every player that signs a contract in the NFL should be guaranteed. And if you don't want to pay players, then don't sign them the five-year deals, sign them the two-year deals. So that way you can get out of it quickly. Um, every player should have a guaranteed contract in the NFL. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, we're the only league that does that. Yeah, then and that's the, that's the argument. Fire you at any time. Yeah, that's the argument. Not only can they fire you anytime, that one injury can end your whole entire career and you're screwed. So I agree. Um, you know, uh, as somebody who lo- loves to look at the whole, you know, contracts and loves to look at salary caps and stuff like that, I think it should all be built in with the idea that it is all guaranteed. Out of any sport, they put their bodies on the line the most. Um, right. And I hate that they have to fight the most for, you know, medical and, and everything else. Well, and I'm sure you we, know. we fight to an extent. We don't fight the way we should fight. We we kind of faux fight. We kind of fight with socks on our hands. You know, this last collective bargaining agreement that was negotiated, that negotiation was a farce. Um, so, you know, my problem is I, I always say the player cannot complain about what they got in their collective bargaining agreement because they had the juice and they had the hammer and they didn't use it. And they went ahead and, and, and uh, took the easy route because they were quote unquote scared to lose money when really they had all the abilities to, to, to make more money than they do. So unfortunately that's the way it goes. Um, I, I, I truly believe our, our union is weak. It's not the first time I've said it publicly, um, especially when I'm friends with guys like, uh, Mike Piazza and I, and he tells me the stories about the baseball union. Um, we're, we're, we're low rent compared to what they got going on. I nominate you union president. <laughs> no, they don't. They, they'd run me out real quick. Uh, yeah. I, you know, there would be no behind this behind closed doors negotiations and taking the easy way out. Yeah. We'd, we'd, so- we'd have struck. <laughs> so with that, uh, with the Cincinnati, you said that they were annoying you, but so yeah, they're they're point... a, they're they're a great football team, and I I truly I mean they're tremendous. I love Joe Burrow. I've loved Joe Burrow for quite some time. Oh, he rubs um, me the wrong way. Yeah, because that's know. what I'm saying. That's you know I I know Joe Mixon, and I know Joe Mixon's past. Joe Mixon needs to to, to not be so 
I don't know, whatever. Um, You know, I, I, but I just love Joe Burrow. I think he's a tremendous leader. He's a, he's a, he's as good of a locker room guy as Josh Allen is. Um, They're, they're very, they're living parallel lives in in that aspect. But I, um, I think Cincinnati's going to smash. I think, you know, with with Noma Lamar Jackson, they cover the eight and a half probably two or three times in one day. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So the next game we have is the Chargers against Jacksonville. Obviously, the Chargers are their fifth seed, even though they finished with the better record. Jacksonville, uh, you know, narrowly uh, wins the the South by beating the Titans and uh, and gets in there at the fourth seed at the four seed. Uh, Chargers are two and uh, two point favorites, give or take. I think that I think it, it might be up to two and a half now. Um, over under is 47 and a half. I think this potentially could be either the closest game or the most lopsided game. It depends on which Jacksonville Jaguar shows up. Um, if you look back, week three was a very, very, very long time ago. Um, but the Jaguars destroyed the Chargers that week. I think it was 38 to 10. Please correct me if I'm wrong, people. Um, but it was, you know, a very lopsided uh, victory. It was in SoFi. Uh, so, you know, I kind of feel like the Chargers are a different team now. Um, they finally kind of came together. Um, so I have the Chargers winning, but I do have it close. Uh, I wrote it down. What do I have? I have 34-31 Chargers. Um, there, you know, it, it'll be a fun game to watch. I'm actually really, inter- you know, interested in watching the game. I think that, you know, both teams never you know never meeting in the um both quarterbacks never being in the uh playoffs they're gonna you know it's gonna be fun I just think that uh the defense on the Chargers side is just a smidgen better than the defense on the Jaguar side um I know that Jaguars uh they have their own Josh Allen and he's been playing very 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 well um and then you know on the Chargers side um Herbert just has you know he's he's always throwing up the numbers so um, you just always question whether or not the wide receivers are going to be healthy right now. They're both playing. So like, you know, I just think that they have a little bit of, um, the edge. And then I think that the running game is just better with the Chargers. So I have them, you know, uh, with the, with the spread and, uh, sorry, winning by three. Um, you were correct. Uh, Jacksonville won 38 to 10 in September. Okay. They played September 25th. Um, I think this game's a little bit more even than people understand. When you look at statistics and ratings, uh, you look at Justin Herbert um, threw for 4,700 yards, Trevor Lawrence 4,100, both with 25 touchdowns, both with almost the same number of interceptions, both with almost identical quarterback ratings. Um, You look at rushing, Eckler 915, he's averaging uh, 4.4 yards. Um, then you got Travis Etienne. Um, he's over a thousand yards, over five yards of carry. And um, you look at receivers, um, Christian Kirk. Uh, he's got very, very good numbers, better numbers than Keenan Allen. Um, yeah. I some of I'm that's taking, injury though related because you know right, on yeah right. on the Charger side they they tend to have missed. Uh, uh, some games in there. Now, I will admit that I didn't realize ETN was over a thousand yards, even though he was split in carries with Robinson in the the beginning of the year. So that's impressive. All right, all right, rookie. There you go. I think I, I don't know. I would imagine. I think maybe you got these doubled up. But if you look at this offensively speaking, passing the ball 
the the Chargers are ranked third, but rushing wise, they're ranked thirtieth, where Jacksonville's fourteenth in rushing. I I think it's a pretty even game. I think Jacksonville. Um, I like Jacksonville at home. I like them covering at home. I think Jacksonville's coaches, obviously Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson uh, wins a wins a Super Bowl with the Eagles. He's done wonders with the team. Uh, done wonders with tra- uh, with Lawrence. Um, I think Jacksonville is going to win this game. I'm not so sure Jacksonville doesn't win two games in the playoffs. Well, that means that you would have Jacksonville beating the Kansas City Chiefs the week after. I said what I said. <laughs> well, part of me says that I want the Chargers to win for that, you know, <laughs> that same reason. But it's because I want to see the Chargers uh, beat um the chiefs i don't know if the jacksonville jaguars can but um you know i think out of all the teams jaguars are the ones coming in kind of on you know the hottest streak and I, I'm, I'm not talking about the bills um but you know cincinnati's won uh, you know a lot in a row and i think nine in a row and stuff jacksonville has just looked like a different team over the last half of the um the the season so I, you know, a lot of people were saying I, I wouldn't want to face Jacksonville, and I can I can see why. But um, young young minds have short memories. Um, I I truly believe that, and and Jacksonville, for all intents and purposes, is a young team. I'm not saying they will, but I I, I really I mean, think hey, that they I'm could... I'm all for it. No, Jerry, I'm all for it. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't care which one wins. I think that Jacksonville is a is a cooler story um i feel a little bit bad for for herbert saying that but i think that jacksonville you know going from you know being the worst in the league last year to to making it into the playoffs and then actually winning a playoff game would be you know would be a fun story i just want the better team to win i don't want the better story to win because the following week they have to face you know the chiefs um and, and again, you know, whoever, you know, if we have to face the Chiefs in the, the you know, the the championship game um, down in down in Atlanta, you know, that's going to be as fun and as you know, it's going to be fun as well. So I'm OK with whatever happens. I've always taught myself over all the years. People are like, who do you want to face in the in the playoffs? Who do you want to win? I will never, ever, ever say who I want to face because be careful what you wish for. You know, be careful who you are picking to win because if you're picking with your heart, because in the yeah, end, like I, like I did this last week for the college football game. Yes, the play, yes. yeah, that, yeah, exactly. But it's it's <laughs> it's about it's always be careful what you wish for because in my opinion, like if I'm wishing that the the Chargers win so that they could right. beat Kansas City, well then guess what? Well then the Bills got to play a team that just beat you know the the Jaguars and the Chiefs and come in and ride in high. So. But granted, if that's the case, they'd be in down in Buffalo, or they'd be well, up in Buffalo. So we'll leave we'll leave this game with this real quick. And you know how I like to always give little tidbits that make me think that I know what I'm talking about, or I'm I'm like digging deep here. But um, the reason why I think the Jaguars can beat the Chiefs is because if anybody knows Andy Reid and understands what Andy Reid is all about, it is Doug Pedersen. He coached for him in Philadelphia as a quality control coach and quarterbacks coach. He was the offense coordinator for the Chiefs. Um, from 13 to 15, um, that's, I mean, there's a lot to that. Yeah. There's a lot to I just it. think Herbert is more in the mindset right now where he can go toe-to-toe with Mahomes and not not get rattled. But we'll see. We'll see how that all plays out. Um, 
going to head over before we, we take on the, the Bills game. Just some Bills news to, to talk about. Obviously, uh, DeMar Hamlin was released from the hospital. He was yep. transferred from Cincinnati to Buffalo and then released on, uh, on Wednesday. Um, so he could start rehabbing at home and with the Bills organization. So definitely happy about that. Um, Beasley was brought up to the active roster, which is another uh, great sign, in my opinion. Um, and Micah Hyde has started his 21-day uh, yeah. window of, of practicing, which is crazy. Whether or not he ever sees the field during the playoffs is a whole nother question. Um, but I just I thought the guy's career was over with, and uh, he's out there practicing, which is crazy. And let's give Crowder some love, too, because I know so many people are talking about uh, Hyde being active, uh, being brought up uh, with his 21-day window. A lot of people aren't mentioning Crowder. Um, but, you know, shout out to, to Crowder as well. Uh, our injuries uh, right now, we don't have really anything to, to write home about other than Phillips um, has been uh, did not participate all week so far. And then uh, McKenzie um, was limited yesterday. And then today he was a did not participate with his hamstring. So I have a feeling we're pretty healthy. Um, yep. Knock on wood. Well, so, this is what we talked about earlier in the year. You know, we, we had our injury bug early. Um, Phillips are getting, they're just, you know, it's a veteran thing. He knows how to play football um, with that shoulder. He'll probably have shoulder surgery at the end of the year. I would imagine. Um, I'm pretty sure he has a labral tear, but um, who would you rather face? Would you rather face young Skylar Thompson or would you rather face a beat up Teddy Bridgewater? Be careful what you wish for. Um, statistically, I, you know, I would want to, to face Skylar Thompson. Um, but with that being said, you know, we've, We've seen more from Bridgewater, obviously, over the years. But then this season, Skylar Thompson's actually had more snaps than than Bridgewater. So, you know, it's not a lot of tape. You got to, you know, prepare. But um, I think that Bridgewater would be a little bit more, um, I don't want to say professional, more in the zone, more ready for the game. Um, But, you know, he dislocated his finger, I believe. Um, So he hasn't really been throwing the ball all that well from my understanding, but um, again, be careful what you wish for. I'm not going to say, you know, I'd rather take on one or the other. Um, I, I think I read earlier today that Skylar Thompson is, you know, averaging five and a half yards um, from, for the the game. And, um, you know, my brother was at the, the Miami, the Miami Jets game. And he was like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Um on both sides of the ball. Um, he was like just terrible. And obviously it came down to Miami winning at the very end, uh, with the field goal. Um, so, so yeah, I, I think honestly at this point in time, I'm not going to, you know, I think that out of the, the, you know, we always come up with the three keys of, you know, to a victory and stuff. I had you do it last week, this week. I just said, be ready. Uh, us as fans can be cocky and I've, I've put it out on, on Twitter and Facebook you know, I've said it over and over again. Us as fans, we could be cocky. We can be like, oh, we're going to blow them out. Um, but I feel like we did that last year when we went into the Jaguars. And then we looked like idiots. We looked terrible uh, losing nine to six. So just be ready. Um, control the time of possession. Don't, you know, don't give it. Uh, you know, we don't want Tyreek Hill to have chances and, and Jalen Waddell to have chances. Um, I know Moser is, is hurt. I believe he broke a finger or fractured a finger or something. So there's a good chance that he might not be playing. He's still um, questionable. 
Um, I don't know if he's been up. No, he might be doubtful. Um, I don't know if he's been upgraded yet. But you know, realistically, if we if we keep if we control the um, the time of possession and we have the the ball, we're going to score, and it's going to be an insurmountable you know point difference. And then the third thing I put is you know win the turnover battle. Um, we can't give them the game at all. We can't give them you know extra opportunities. So uh, I know it's kind of cliche. We say it every week. You know, don't turn the ball over. Um, but on a game in a game that we should be we should win and we should win it easily. Um, you know, that's, that's going to be key. And I say we should win it easily. I'm not, I am not discounting how good the, the Dolphins defense is because they have a very good, uh, secondary, um, their, their safeties. Um, I'm, I'm not looking forward you know, right now. Um, there was one other person, oh, Armstead, uh, the tackle, the offense tackle, he's, he's probably doubtful as well. So, um, I feel like their offense might not get clicking the way our offense will. I just don't want their defense to affect our offense. So defensively, they did a good job last time they played in Buffalo. I know we ended up, you know, having a big fourth quarter when the snow came and all that, but you know, Miami does play us well. They do a good job defensively because they do have a pass rush that gives us problems. They run a good stunt game inside. And it, it would seem to me that a lot of movement, and a lot of slashers gives our offensive line some problems, especially I'm trying our to tackles. Think of Christian, um, well, one of them's Phillips. Wilkinson. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah Christian Wilkinson. Uh, Wilkins, he's just he's been giving us issues all all year. So I, uh, you know, I agree with the whole pass pass rush, and I think that they will probably throw everything that they can at us when it comes to the defense. Do we have any distraction on the football team with Dorsey uh, supposedly interviewing with? Uh, with uh, Charlotte or not so, you know, uh, Carolina. It gets me, it gets me every year. I can't, I, I understand that you have teams out there that are currently sitting at home and they should have the benefit of the doubt and be able to move forward with their coaching searches. And then you have these, these people who should be getting coaching jobs that are not because they're on playoff, you know, they're on playoff teams. So I get, I understand allowing them to, um, to interview prior um, right. to the end of the season. You know, a lot of people say you're doing all that preparation in the off season. You're, you're ready for that. This, you know, it's just a conversation at that point. You, there's not really any preparation when you go into those meetings. I don't necessarily know if I believe it. I had a problem with it last year with Dayball doing it. I still have a problem with this, this year with Dorothy and Dorsey doing it. Um, I don't, I hate, I hate, I don't think Dorsey's going to get the job. I don't think he's ready. I think we have another year um, with him. Um, I, you know, I think it's kind of, you know, he's going through the interview process to kind of, you know, get himself out there. Um, and he probably thinks, you know, he's, he's ready for the job and he deserves a job and, and all, you know, power to him. Um, I just don't think he's there yet. And I, you know, think that there's other qualified candidates out there that, you know, are, are more, qualified for you know for the job and um i think this is you know just from familiarity with with the panthers and and whatnot so that being said i don't like it um i do think that it's a little bit of a distraction um and i think that dable kind of proved that a couple years ago when he did it and then we looked kind of terrible um in the 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 wild card matchup so i i'm not a fan the second i found out about it i was texting a couple people about i was like god i hate this i hate that they they can interview during 
um, during the postseason because it does, in my opinion, it does take, you know, some emo- at least emotional toll and, and it, you know, you're taking your mind off of the, the game at hand. So I um, personally, I don't think Dorsey knows what offense he's running yet, let alone coach be the head coach of an NFL football team. Um, I still think identity wise, we, we struggle. We lack some identity in what we do. I think last week our best play was Josh Scramble, receiver, you go deep, throw it as far as we can, catch the ball. Um, you know, uh, it will be interesting to see. I think they'll be fine. Um, but I would like to see a little bit more identity out of our offense. Now, one thing is nice. Um, I would say probably our second best play other than go deep, I'll throw it to you, is our kick return team. And um, Naeem Hines, I mean, I guess we figured, finally figured out a way to put the football in his hands. Um, you know, two tremendous kick returns, AFC uh, special team player of the week. Um, but, you know, what's crazy is the re- if, if, if you look at the news lately, the reason he got traded is because the Colts have the number one kick return man in the NFL. And to think that Hines was the second right. best kick returner on that team is crazy. Um, you know, unfortunately, we don't want him to have a lot of returns because that means the other team has scored. But still, um, <laughs> Hines has been tremendous. They got to find a way, I think, and maybe they do it in the offseason. Got to find a way to get him in the offense. They really do. Yeah. I, I don't know Which, how they do it. They really I mean, do. If, if, you know, uh, there's a lot of discussion about whether or not Singletary will be back. Um, so if not, then uh, I think that there's a good potential that, you know, Hines does become our, our number two. Um, we'll see what that happens. You know, I wasn't a huge proponent of having Cook as our number one. Um, I have been quickly hushed over the last few weeks. Um, he's just been playing outstanding. Um, and I feel like he's finally starting to get into a rhythm and he feels comfortable. In the beginning, I was very nervous when he, you know, was handling the ball. He looked confused. And I felt like he was in his own head too much. And I felt like with that comes, you know, comes fumbles and, um, and, you know, drop passes and everything that he was doing in the beginning of the year. So uh, I'm looking forward to, to him continuing to grow. So the thing I like about cook is, is that he, he seems to be our one true zone runner, zone runner. As far as his style of running, he is a zone runner. He can hop backside and get back behind the, the guard, but, before before we lose it, Carl makes a good point in the comments. If you wanted to pull it up, he says, and, and I'm paraphrasing, he brings up that whole coaching search, and he says, you know, they're interviewing Dorsey, but really should they be interviewing Leslie Frazier? Is Leslie Frazier more of a candidate as far as a head coach goes than Dorsey? And I say yes. I mean, I think yeah. Leslie deserves another chance. I do, um, too. You know, and I think I really that he'll do. get it. I think he'll get at least the interviews, and I, I – you know, I don't even want to get into um, the reasons why he'll be interviewed just for the sake of being interviewed. But um, I do think that he deserves um, another shot. And, um, you know, honestly, as much as I love uh, love Frazier, I feel like the defense, the way it's set up, um, I think we would go internal. Um, so I think it would be a, a lot less of a loss because I think we would continue um, with the same defense just with, you know, some added some added, you know, hiccups and changes, you know, going right. into next year. But um, I think he'll get, I think he'll get the interviews. It's just whether or not people will finally um, give him that chance. And right now the, it seems like a lot of people are looking for the, the young hip 
new, you know, football well, mind. It's just like to... with Houston. It's just like what Houston did to, to Lovey Smith. Lovey you're, didn't you're, get a chance. It's he terrible. never got a chance because he didn't build the franchise. They gave him nothing. And then they run them out after one, one you know. Yeah, and they're like, it's just, it's a joke what we're doing is, is, as far as ownership goes in this league. And and I get it, the young, the young hip guys, the guy to go after anymore. But uh, come on now, there's a lot of really good football coaches in this league. There's a lot of franchises that have shown you can win games with experienced coaches. Look at Jacksonville right now. We talked about it earlier with Doug Pedersen and what he's doing. I understand for all the Eagles and the Nick Sirianni's and all those things, there's guys like Doug. And, and other coaches out there that have coached a long, long time that are experienced and deserve these opportunities. And I think Leslie Frazier is one of those guys, and I think he will get another shot. But um, we we got to check ourselves of what, we, what we're doing with some of these coaching uh, hirings and firings. I agree. So last but not least, as we close out the, uh, you never asked me who was going to win. Oh, who's going to win? I gave it. Did I didn't give my score prediction prediction either? It's thirty four sixteen Bills. Yeah, I'm I'm about there too. I think they cover the thirteen. I think maybe it's a little dicey early, and then they take it over like they've been doing. But um, I actually think we might sit some of our starters the second half. That's why I didn't have it. Please. you know, being yeah. uh being a blowout. So. Um, fingers crossed that's what that what you know that's what happens i've actually been a little um surprised that we've caught, kept josh in um you know towards the end of some of these games even if it's just you know the you know victory formation it's it's kind of uh, been crazy um i'm like last week i was like get josh off the field what are you guys doing um yeah. all right but with that being said as we close out um so the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about these, you know, obviously the playoffs still, but we're also going to be talking about some of these wonderful seniors that are going to be heading to the senior bowl and the, um, the shrine bowl. Uh, we, yes, we are going to be uh, heading out to the senior bowl though live. So we're going to be having some of the practices on Twitter um, you know, some, some photos, some, some content, you know, everything that you guys want to know. Obviously, we'll be touching base on, you know, a few of the positional, you know, uh, impacts, you know, uh, the different players that we think might be worth drafting. Uh, we have definitely some differences of opinions of where we need to go, whether it's offensive line, what, you know, wide receiver. Um, so it'll be fun to start talking about that over the next couple of weeks and then to be able to to see them at the Senior Bowl I'm a little disappointed that the Senior Bowl and the Shrine Bowl are um, the East-West game. They are the same week this year, so I can't do both, unfortunately. Um, so I will be at the Senior Bowl. Um, so if you guys, you know, want any of that good content, make sure to follow us on Twitter. And uh, we'll be sharing it all week long and then obviously talking about it that Thursday night. The Senior Bowl is the is the most important of all of them. East-West Shrine's nice, but the Senior Bowl's the daddy because that's it's run by the NFL. And you get coached by NFL staff, so not this year. So just oh, really? to let you know, um, and that's what got me looking at it is this year they actually are switching it on and off. So for the first year, the Shrine Bowl is getting. Um, I know they're getting the Patriots uh, coaching mm. staff and one other coaching staff. Um, so yes, uh, they're ac it's actually the off year. Um, they just announced it uh, today that. Um, the Shrine Bowl is actually getting the, the NFL coaching staff. So, you know, with that being said, most of the people have already committed to whatever um, bowl they're going to. So I don't think it's going to change of who's going to what. 
um, bowl. Uh, I've been looking at, you know, who's been invited to both and uh, definitely excited about the senior bowl. So are we, is the East West Shrine game now contractually obligated with the NFL? Are they tied to the NFL as well? They're both. They're both. both now. They're doing both. And they're going to do it. Yeah. And then the East West Shrine has now been moved out out to uh, Vegas. Right. And then um, the the, uh, senior Senior bowl is still in Mobile. Yep. Yeah. And they actually have a nicer stadium to play in now with South Alabama uh, getting Division One teams. So I actually played the Senior Bowl. I went to the Senior Bowl. It's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting event. Um, it's the evaluation process is amazing, but um, I'm excited, man. We're going to have some really good content as far as yeah. players go. We'll talk about you know should the Bills draft a wide receiver with the first four rounds of the draft, and we'll just get four wideouts in a row and we'll call it a day. <laughs> uh, Huh. One I'm of them got to pan out, right? Yeah, I just, I, I, it's just the way pro football is. It's so funny how starved we we were for a quarterback that uh, he did throw another red zone interception last week. By the way, I don't know if you want to bring that up, but yeah, no, um, I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think love, it's what I five. Love, so yeah, I love player eval, and I think if everything goes well, we'll probably have our first. Uh, if everything goes well, I want it to go. We'll have our first Buffalo Rumblings mock draft, our mock first round draft. Yes, yes. And um, various members of the Buffalo Rumblings uh, vidcast network will be hopping in and making picks. And, uh, and maybe we'll even have a, a, a somebody that watches one or two chime in as well. So we'll see. But I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's definitely got a lot of fun things coming up this this offseason. So uh, we could probably have kept it going over quite a bit. I know that I kind of wanted to touch on on Gabe Davis a little bit, but I won't. I think we've all touched on it enough. So uh, do you want to take well, it out? I just want somebody that, you know, and I'm going to do it. Um, I will break down the offensive numbers at some point. We'll talk about how the production numbers were not as good as the year before, and it had to do with somebody else, not necessarily the guys catching. But that drop the other day wasn't very good. I will say yeah. that, but you mean but anyway, the one, the one out of the the, the ten that well, I, I've, was, I've got so many bones. To, I've got so many bones to pick with people. He I was mean, three of ten. Come on. Uh, anyways, all right. Do you want to take us out of here before <laughs> before oh, I start three, ranting? Three, now, now you you can't regurgitate everything that Spence says. Okay. No, um, he probably <laughs> got my tweet because I tweeted it. Oh, so I want to. So, okay, good. Spence is regurgitating what you said. Okay. I put it. I put it in the comment, okay. not the tweet. Okay. I, I tweeted it, but I also put okay. it in the comment. So okay. he read my comment yesterday. Okay. We never, you Wednesday. know, attempts the ball thrown to a receiver and actually being where it's supposed to be when it's thrown to a receiver are two separate things. But we'll talk about that later. Just like we, everybody needs to keep Dawson Knox's name out their mouth too. Um, that's, yeah, that's that one my, catch. Woo. If you guys are going to ride for a number two receiver, I'm riding for Dawson Knox. That's who I'm riding for because I think he gets terribly uh, too much grief for for what. Well, I think for... he's come on later in the year. I think that he had his moments in the in the beginning of the year. Obviously, he was going through the death of his brother, um, but he had a lot of drops in the beginning of the year, and I think he's been doing a lot better. Um, he had a ridiculous catch last weekend. Ridiculous. One-handed. Oh, it was, it was awesome. Loved it. Um, but yes, I think that we need to get him more involved. I, uh, you know, I definitely think he needs to get more involved. Yeah. So we'll talk about that more next week. We'll talk about the senior bowl and some positions as we move forward. Senior bowl and East Shrine game. Some of our, uh, prospects for this season's, 
uh, or this upcoming year's NFL draft. But um, once again, great news on Demar Hamlin. I I don't know if we, I don't know what would happen if they if they walk him out in the end zone for the pregame. Um, I don't know if he. Uh, I don't. I don't know if we need to do that. Maybe we save that for later. But um, <laughs> so happy to hear that he's out of the hospital and back with his family where he belongs. Um, we got a lot of games this weekend. Um, you know, as we talked about, Dolphins, Bills, Ravens, Bengals, Chargers, Jaguars, Seahawks, Niners, Giants, Vikings, Cowboys, Bucks. Lots of football left to go. We'll be bringing all that stuff to you. The NFL playoffs, the NFL offseason, college football. It's all going to be right here on the three-man rush. She is Sarah Larson. I am the big O, Jerry Ostrowski. You've been listening to the um, three-man rush on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. And as always, one love, Buffalo. Go Bills. Go Bills. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.